you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbionica is your solution to great-tasting, all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or toxins. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. C-Y-M-B-I-O. TIKA.com. You can work from the road while turning your vehicle into a powerful high-speed data Wi-Fi hotspot with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi on a network that covers more roads than any other carrier. Connect up to 10 devices and stream conference calls. Finish up that presentation or answer last-minute emails. Go to att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to see if you're eligible for a free trial today. Based on independent third-party data, always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Welcome to the NFL Legends Podcast, an NFL podcast for the players, by the players. Here is your host, 14-year NFL veteran and Hall of Famer, Aeneas Williams. Hello and welcome to the NFL Legends Podcast. I am Aeneas Williams, and today we're focusing on the best teammate an NFL player or legend can have, his wife or significant others. It's getting ready to get hot in here. <laughs> Thank you, Nelly. Significant <laughs> others. Are you talking about early in my career or later? <laughs> Join us today are our legends and good friends, not just legends, guys, that former players, but good friends, Kwame Lasseter, who played with me at Arizona, Arizona Cardinals also played. He has on a Kansas shirt. I send my condolences. Uh, Kwame Lasseter won four, four interceptions in one game to help us get into the playoffs against San Diego Chargers. We got Mike Rucker, he, uh, Nebraska. He's, he's excited about Coach Frost, getting ready to bring back the glory days. So he's really excited. And as many of you may know, Mike Rucker played with the Carolina Panthers, just outstanding. Uh, defensive player getting after the quarterback. Quarterbacks who've retired are still having nightmares about Mike. Then we got this other guy, man, this guy. I'm always talking to the great, all-wise Ed Reynolds. I can remember being at Pro Bowls. I'm glad I wasn't a person that got in trouble. Because <laughs> Ed's always around with that dog on cigar, not lit, in his mouth, and I just know he's holding it down. He's watching surveillance cameras, 
but his love and passion, having played for the New England Patriots and uh, University of Virginia. Yes. Cavalier. Absolutely. And uh, so glad to have you guys. So let's jump right in. Hey, man, this is a big topic now. Yeah. This is a big topic, man. Uh, my dad makes a statement, just for anyone that's listening, my dad makes a statement. He says, son, it's not who, it's not, we who are older, is not that we're much smarter than younger people. It's just we've seen things more often. Mm. So as we talk, the goal is our experiences share with somebody coming behind us so they can learn either from our successes or the things we were unsuccessful with. And there's probably none that impacts a player greater than the wife, significant others, or some other people outside those circles. (laughs) (laughs) So let's just take it there, right? Mike, why don't you start, man? Tell us about it's one of those things where being, you know, my wife and I, we met our junior year in college. So we kind of kind of got to know each other. But once we got into the league, it was almost like another world. And so we've always had to kind of adapt and then trying to understand this, this navigation of life through relationships and then just being in the locker room because there's a lot of uncertainty not knowing uh, what's in front of us. It always started with just trying to be humble and us trying to grow together and me trying to understand and know her and vice versa. But there was times where things have changed where, you know, we went one in 15. So the stuff that I was bringing home, how was she helping me deal with that stuff? So often it was so much about me. And there was a point where I had to realize that it wasn't just about me. There was somebody else in my life that I need to understand her, especially in the transition part where I probably really needed her the most, understand that she has needs too. And she's put a lot of things on the back burner for us to be able, for, for me to be able to do what I loved. I need to understand that she has goals in life too. And so then it was like, how do I support her? So my biggest thing is always asking questions, whether it's about the kids or, or family or my wife. I'm always asking somebody older, uh, kind of like as you alluded in the beginning. So I'm trying to go to people that have been married 20, 30, 40 years, and what are you guys doing? So date night is not negotiable. Date night is not negotiable. So sometimes the kids are like, why you got that date night? The date night is, 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 we try to make it every Friday. If something comes up, it's going to be Saturday. It could be as simple as us just going and getting, you know, fast food, or it could be a sit down dinner, or it could be a weekend or something. But we make sure that we have time that we can unwind. I can know about her, she can know about me, we can laugh, we can talk, talk, or it could be with another couple. So we try to mix it up. But we want the kids to understand that before them, it was mommy and daddy. So my thought is, hey, I need, we need to stay together and we need to know each other through the beginning, the middle, and the end. Ed, you and I have talked, talked about the boys and, and you've even communicated you and your wife and your partnership and the decision that you make and have made how has that support been as a player and then now transitioning and have been out the league for a little while? It's funny you're asking this. Listening to Mike, I was one of those that when I first got into the NFL, I was also in the military. And so being an infantry officer and, a, and, in, the, and in the NFL, I always said, I'm not getting married till I'm 30. If I'd have been in the Army, I would have never got married. And it's, Is there a reason? <clears throat> well, the a reason because... Or? I always set that number is because I felt like if the way you have to put yourself into this sport or into the service of your country in the Army, you're not going to be able to take that stuff home. So why would you put that burden on somebody else when you've accepted this burden? 
you know, I was a free agent when I went into the NFL. And I got released and then brought back. And then I came and stayed for the next 11 years. And when you get released in the back when we played, back when I came in the league in 83, you had 120 people in training camp. So they knocking on the door every, every morning. You hear somebody, boom, 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 bring your playbook. So it wasn't you had a set cut date. People were getting cut every day. So from that standpoint, it was, it was kind of like, hey, I do not I don't, I don't not want to get myself into a relationship that's, uh, and maybe it was selfish. Right. I met my wife by accident, by complete accident. We grew up 10 miles from each other, I never knew her. We met, bumped into her. I came back, saw my best friend in college. I said, look, I met the girl I'm going to marry. I don't know when, I don't know how. <laughs> I met That's her. That's a drastic change. Now, how, how old were you? I was, you I was 21 then. 21? When I met her. Two years later, I'm playing in the league. I'm sitting at home in the offseason. Her mother stops by. The, her mother knew my, my mother. She stops by. She said, Ed, you in town? You know Pam is home. I said, really? <laughs> she Just said, the you're... lady that you told your boy yes. you're going to marry. I told him her I was going to marry her. mother stops by, by the house. Your house during all season. All season. Two years later, she said, Pam is home. Pam's working at your house. My wife ended up getting a job at my hospital in my hometown. She was a nurse. And we reconnected and we got married. And it was funny. After we got married, I made sure, similar to what Mike was talking about, we had our individual careers. So Pam would stay in nursing. And then she would fly up for all the home games, or she would fly up on vacation time. And then when I left football and I came home and we were together, I did my military stuff in the offseason mm -hmm. while she still nursed. So she kept her career hmm. until we started having children. Then we made a decision when we started having children. All right, it's important that we have a, it was just important to me because my mother and father and, and my uh, aunts and uncles and things I witnessed throughout my life that the woman's at home with the children. Gotcha. And we both made that decision. Hmm. And because of that partnership, I can honestly say, if I hadn't got married, I wouldn't have been as successful in the NFL wow. and in the military. Wow. If it wasn't for that marriage. So it's funny, that perception I had at first, I wasn't going to get married. Correct. But if I hadn't got married, I wouldn't have been as successful as I was. You know, a key word I heard, I heard Ed say, Kwame, was partnership. Partnership. Absolutely. And when we double back, I still get to question today's current players that ask me the question, hey, man, hey, Aeneas, man, how do you know when you got the right one? You get that question. Yeah, and I mean, they're eagerly asking. Absolutely. Right? And I said, and you just mentioned something. I said, fellas, when you find a woman who maybe love you, even like you, but got her own life, in other words, she got some goals. Absolutely. You possibly found a candidate to at least strongly consider. Talk to me, Kwame. Well, th that was Erica. She graduated cum laude. So I'm thinking she's smart. So you all kick your coverage. Oh, you no question. He did. <laughs> no question. But I, I didn't. I didn't want to get married. But I've known Mike. Known his wife since his junior year of college. I've known Erica since my sophomore year, junior year in high school. So when you talk about these guys, how do you know you found the right one? I knew I had the one, because she knew me when I was nothing. But then, once I got in the league, if it wasn't for her, I didn't want to be a, a household with two parents, but there was really just one parent there. Yeah. So me not getting drafted, hey, you mentioned that. 
me not get drafted, so I'm on edge all the time, and, and they see me. But when I get home, I couldn't take that stuff home. Absolutely. So Eric allowed us to have a, a guest house, so I'll go in there, decompress, while I stay back after work, watch some film, and, you know, just being able to have a partner who understood you. Say that again. Being able to have a partner who understands. Yeah, who understands you. Wow. You got a partner who understands you. She know, okay, he's on one today. Go get your 15 minutes. But when you come back in here, you better be right. Gotcha. <laughs> so right. she know. Yeah. That's right. And then as I got in the lead, I thought she thought she was more important than me. I said, you, you didn't have any knee surgeries. <laughs> what are you doing? But if she doesn't do what she do, and who, where she is now with the NFL and off the field and the wives and stuff like that, there's a lot of information I wouldn't have because of her. Now, share that, that tension that you have, because you said y'all had a conversation and she was doing so much, and you said, I'm in the league, not you. Explain that tension and how you guys were able to work through it. I think that tension comes from me not being drafted. I said, you must don't know how hard it is. And a lot of times I say this to myself, but <clears throat> and my actions, you, know, you can't be that aggressive with your wife even though she's your backbone, you can't be that aggressive because at some point she's going to bend. Now you're arguing about nothing that she had no control of. That's absolutely right. She had no control of this. So she had to, I had to understand, like when you tell these young guys, you find a woman who has her own thing going on, she has a life too. So it's not just about you. It's about bringing it all together and becoming one. I, I got all boys. I got boys. I said, I want my, um, my boys to see this. I want them to see how to treat a woman, you know, when they get older and understand that some stuff gonna happen in your relationship. Don't, don't turn and run. Because my grandfather told me one time, don't ever do anything or make a decision out of anger. That was one of the best conversations I had with my grandfather. I, <clears throat> I was at home, he's never seen, him, he never seen me upset, never seen me mad. And I've never seen him upset and mad. At one time, and I got scared because I've, <laughs> I've never seen him upset. He said, Kwame, I ran, I got out the house. I think it was me and Eric, was, we were in college then. So I get out the house. He said, Kwame, come on, sit on the porch. Start talking, about, start talking to me about life situations. Best conversation I've ever had with a man. That's the only man I've ever seen in my life until I got in the lead and I saw some grown men going about their business the way you're supposed to. Right. And I, I never forget that. So I tell, my, I tell my boys, don't make any decisions out of anger. If you gotta think about it, think about it again. You, can all, you never have to lie to me. You definitely don't have to lie to your mom because she's going to baby you. But you never have to lie to me because I don't know how to get you out of trouble if you're lying to me. And I need to know why you, had, why you thought that was the right thing to do. That's strong. So my Tracy, my, my college sweetheart, yeah, I met as a junior. And just like some of you guys, it, there's a proverb that says there's, there's, there's something that's too wonderful and then you can't even figure out, and that's a man when he meets a woman. That's right. That he loves. In other words, how a man reacts. How all of a sudden he goes from that obstinate cat to docile, and now he's a loving person, right? Right, because you never, you never, you want to be tough the whole time because what you did, I'm like, wait a minute, I'm crying at the movies. <laughs> <laughs> you get a pass if it was Brian's song. Yeah. It was Brian's song. <laughs> <laughs> no, but Ness, you on to something. Yeah, and I, like Ed, I said I wasn't getting married until I was 50, right? Tell them 50, because I, I don't even know where I came up with that. But one thing that, that changed my life with my wife was, so we were dating, and when we got married, I was my second year in the league. I was drafted in 91. We got married January 93. And uh, I'm, I, was, uh, I was named NFC Defensive Player of the Year, so in Arizona. So 
she's my girl, right? She's getting an MBA at the University of Illinois. So we get home after the season, Ed, I'm, I'm smelling myself. I'm born again. I'm saved, but I'm like, man, I'm, <laughs> I'm it, right? <laughs> right, Ed? So I'm like, man, I got options, right? <laughs> right? And man, she broke up with me. She broke up with me. And it gave me an opportunity to get even more focused in my relationship with Christ, really. And it's one of the best things that ever happened to me. And then hear her explain it. So any, any, any wives or significant others even listening to this now, sometimes we need conscious interrupts. No question, no question. Yeah, you know, when she broke up with me, you know, even though here's what she said. One, she wouldn't answer my calls. She cried. She said, yeah, I'll, I'll go to the shower and cry. She had a twin sister. They were together, both getting the MBAs. But she said I had to make the decision. And she said her mother, my mother-in-law, who rest her soul just passed, said to her, if you let them go and they come back, but they come back a person that you can see yourself married to, then you know it's time. And so as... Y'all kind of get kind of quiet in here, man. That's one of the movie scripts you might make me cry. <laughs> that that is that is so true because the, it's my relationship. The thing that I loved about it when it started off, my wife didn't know nothing about football. She go to the football game and she it didn't know anything. No, I don't understand it. It's too this, it's too that at first. And I just laughed because it was kind of funny. And then about the Midway after you get married, next day you know you come out the stands and, she, and your wife looks at you and says, you know you missed two tackles today. <laughs> it's again, it's, it's, it's seeing that transition, but everything that you just described is so, so, so very true. It was great that she was she got in. It was great my wife was a nurse because I used to have to go pick up the nurses in blizzards. And then you realize, you know, the things that you do is playing a game and they're saving lives. And it's all of a sudden you say, what I'm doing is not so important. How difficult is it? I, I want to get to how you learn to handle adversity on the field, how it's helped you handle adversity at home. But before that, how difficult is it for us, these, these uh, gladiators, to realize we need help? Oh, that that's a tough one, because right. I thought, like, I got this. Because I, I hold a lot of stuff in. I said, I got this. And she always know something wrong, but I'm thinking I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out because even in, with the football, I'm, saying, I'm supposed to, what I'm doing, especially after having kids, everything that I started doing from that point on was for my kids. So I make sure they were straight, but I would hold stuff in. And it, it was very difficult to, to start letting go and start trusting her with my feelings, more information, start trusting her with, okay, she got this, she got the boys. If I'm not around, they're going to be okay. But it, it was tough to eventually let go and say... What caused you to finally start letting go? <sighs> she was day one. She was a day one girl. Wow. She was day one. If, if I couldn't trust her with my life, why was she in my life? Wow. Yeah. Mike? I think, I think Ma, me, I, I was... When I decided that we were going to retire and we were going to be done, I was scared. I was scared for what was in front of us because since being six years old and playing this game, I've always been in somewhat control. Hold up, the big Mike Rucker? Yes. Scared. Yeah. 
because I'm, I'm going in uncharted territories now. Like, so on the football field, I can control if I go to the weight room. I can control what I eat. All these things that the output was me and what I did on the field, I could control somewhat. And at some point, I came to the conclusion, all right, this is going to be done. This transition piece is next in front of me. I don't necessarily have control over that. You know, I don't know what's next and what's right around the corner. So I was, I was nervous about what was going to become of us. And then I was also nervous about me and my feelings and, and am I going to be able to do this? And so one of the things I did is I just entrenched myself with her, meaning that we, we, we did the date nights and everything, but I was just really into her and, and, and we were underneath each other quite a bit. And we almost kind of like held on to each other through this transition. And I felt like if I could get a year out, I can look back and see what I did right and wrong, and then we can adjust on the fly from there. And I think in that transition, I got to know other parts of her and vice versa. The biggest thing, though, is communication. When we go into that huddle, we communicate. Our, 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 our safety or our linebacker, he gives us a command, and then we go out, and then we start doing checks. We start looking at formations and everything, but we're communicating to one another. And I think that that's where I started realizing I need to be able to communicate better with her. Because before it was like, come home from practice, what are you going to eat? Okay, the kids this, boom, boom. And we still had a lot of structure, but now we had a little bit more freedom. And so we needed to be able to communicate. And that's what I needed to work on. And we were open with each other. I, I had to, some of that stuff, that, that locker room pillow talking we couldn't do. Right. I needed to be open with her. I needed to share with her the side of football that maybe she didn't necessarily knew or know that was going on necessarily. That what you were going, she, absolutely. So you were helping her understand you better. Yes, and what I came through through the locker room that maybe I wasn't sharing during the seasons as I was being active. So then that allowed her to kind of see me in a different light. And then she was able to talk to me about what she went through and where we needed to go to. So communication is one thing, especially in that first 12 to 18 months that I really tried to work on. I want to come to you in a second, Ed. It's a good picture I like to paint for all of us as men. Every marriage go through challenges, right? All of us go through transitions, right? This is one of the most difficult transition any human can go through, right? Because you had all of this and people assume you're fine because you got money in your bank account. So what's wrong with y'all, right? <laughs> the best way I've heard it described is a motorcycle ride. I've never ridden, a, I'm not a big motorcycle rider. But when two people on a motorcycle, when they're going around a curve, they have to lean together. They have to lean together. Sure. What ends up happening in marriages or relationships, when we're getting ready to go through these transitions, could be at our age now, your parents start passing. Mm -hmm. So you start going through these things now as you get older that you didn't go through before. So the key that I found with couples or significant others is when you go around these curves, you're scared. That's a curve. That's a transition. Do you lean together? And in this case, you got entrenched. What did you do? You lean together. What typically happens is they lean separate sides. Obviously, the bike, the bike falls down. That's right. Talk about that, Ed. Well, uh, just like Mike, uh, the thing that's very interesting that Number one, we got married, we grew up not far from each other. We both have the same values. But the biggest thing in our relationship too, which it was always big, is we had to, we, we, we met, we had to be people of the Lord. You know, you had to, we going to church. Right. You know, for the first five years, 
I go to her church on Sunday. We both missionary Baptists. I mm-hmm. go to her church on Sunday, and then she go to mine. And I said, after time, you know, as you get into it, I say, look, we got to go to one church. So we chose my church. Mm-hmm. But that was one of the most foundational settings outside of love and respect. I think it starts with respect, too. Respect is even more important than love because the woman you end up with and being partners with, you have so much respect for her that there's a lot of things that you don't do to people that you really respect. From that standpoint, that's how, from that foundation, is how you build through the transitions. Now, when you're going into the transition, I had to do it twice, and we're going through another transition. You know, as you get, so y'all are still young. Once you hit 55 and you get ready to go towards 60, you, hit, you run into another transition. But I had to transition out of NFL and out of the military. So it's a dual transition. And the only person that could help me do that, because she understood both of them, because I had to do them, and she was there all the time, was my wife. And if I didn't have my wife there, that transition would have been horrible. I, I think I might start telling, because <clears throat> Ruck hit on something, start telling these young guys. And, just, and I'm sitting here thinking, especially as Ed's talking, it makes sense. Take the locker room home. You know you're in the locker room, you talk about everything, do anything, right. and you get home, you, you shut down in front of your wife. Take the locker room home. Correct. Have the locker room, so create a locker room with your wife. Mm-hmm. Create a locker room with your wife and your kids. Correct. So you can talk. Everything, we do anything, we, we give each other a hard time, and it's fun. Then we get home and we gotta be tough again. We had our first child, Sunea, my oldest, Kwame knows. This girl crying, I'm like, my parents have been married over 50 something years. Um, my in-laws been married um, over 50 something years. But this marriage thing is whole separate once you get married on, on your own. There's no residual necessarily, right? <laughs> and um, so there was this, co- this course we heard about, Growing Kids God's Way. And it was in Casa Grande. So we took this 18-week course during the season. Once a week, we drive in 40 minutes one way, 40 minutes coming back during the season. And it's about parenting, growing kids God's way. So I go, we go the first two times. The first two times, they talking about the husband-wife relationship. They ain't talking about parenting. I'm like, man, I'm here to learn how to parent my child. Why are we talking about husband-wife relationship? <laughs> and here's what they said. They said, here's what happened. And this, the, the, this will be a Christian portion of it. They said, what happens to couples when they have common values? In other words, both of them, uh, Christ is the center. In the picture they did, it says, like a couple holding hands, Christ is in the center. That's Christ's value. That's the focus. He said, what happens is when the child comes, Christ goes out the center. The child goes into center, right? And now everything is focused around the child. And they begin to say, they said, what you have to understand is you were a family before children came. That's the first thing. Second thing, they, they said children have an in, innate tuition in terms of the security of the husband-wife relationship. They said they've been able to track bedwetting, getting up in the middle of the night. Because the first thing he taught us was when you come home, what happens? If, when y'all come home, most time, if you got kids, the dad or somebody going to run to the kids, yep. right? And they got the kids. My wife may be doing cooking or vice versa, however you want to do it. And they said, do this. No matter how young the kids are, have a couch time when you first get there, first 15 minutes. You guys just get on the couch. Let the children see you together, even while they're playing. And they say, initially, if they're young, they're going to come try to bother you. But you teach them, no, this mommy, daddy time. 
And they said, when children get up in the middle of the night, they said it's an insecurity driving them, and they come knocking on the door. Because they said that's the only time at night they see the husband and wife together. But that's when I begin to understand the importance of the husband-wife relationship. The final thing is we close this podcast. What's our greatest asset as a, as a successful player? It is the ability to overcome a bad play. That's right. Absolutely. Absolutely. You're going to have some bad plays in marriage. Absolutely. That's, if, if, I can, if we can say anything as we close this thing out, is we probably can all go into some stories or something we've had challenges in our marriage, right? And so there's commonality. So whoever's listening, we want you to know we don't come here, no perfect guy sitting around this room, right? right? And we just haven't gone into some of the details. Maybe we'll do this in another private uh, podcast. But know this, we each have had challenges, but we've worked together um, to overcome them. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, Ed. Thank you, Kwame. You're welcome, buddy. Always good. Beautiful. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you. This has been the NFL Legends Podcast. To provide feedback or request a topic for discussion, email us at nfllegends at nfl.com. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. Awards Watch says Liam Neeson is at his best. Don't miss In the Land of Saints and Sinners. Having left his dark past behind, retired hitman Finbar Murphy, played by Neeson, leads a quiet life in a remote coastal Irish town. But when a menacing crew of terrorists arrive, Finbar is drawn into a vicious game of cat and mouse, forcing him to choose between exposing his secret identity or defending his friends and neighbors. In the Land of Saints and Sinners, from Samuel Goldwyn Films and Sony Pictures Home Entertainment. Watch it now on digital. Rated R.